Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is April 6, 2020. It's a really rainy day here in Southern California. We're a little behind schedule with an evening broadcast today, but we're getting it done for you. First thing on my mind tonight is that it's kind of a sad day, April 6th. Tonight was supposed to be the NCAA College Basketball National Championship game. The Final Four was supposed to be on Saturday. And with the cancellations of everything, those events were canceled as well. So tonight is usually a fun night, Monday night championship game. And unfortunately, we're just sitting here quarantined like we have been. So that's a thought, sad thought to open the show. But in moving forward, I have a, more, a, a non-sad sad guest. I have a fun guest. I promised you she would be in on Friday. Uh, here she is. The lovely Valerie Burns, who, if many of you do not know, is also my girlfriend. So Valerie, big fan of the show from, from what I hear. Welcome to the <laughs> latest episode. Hi, I hope everyone is well and um, staying sane. Please keep yourself safe, everybody. Hi. Wow. Can you believe that? Here she is. She, so, so to some of you out there, she actually does exist. And for a lot of my <laughs> friends early on... When I was telling them that I had met somebody, uh, everyone was like, yeah, sure you have. And then they were like, okay, what's her name? And one of the best comments I got was from a friend. And when he met her, he, he said, oh, you do exist. <laughs> so she's had to learn real quick how to deal with uh, sarcasm, uh, just all kinds of uh, trash talking from a lot of my friends. And she's fit in quite well. So uh, happy to have you here, and uh, what have you heard so far about the podcast here, Valerie? Well, I listened to, um, I can't remember what Bill said exactly, but that <laughs> He said right? everything, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's kind of a, yeah, you give Bill an inch and he'll take a mile. Just kidding, Bill, I love you. Um, no, I, I'm glad that you started this because I always thought you'd be really good with anything to do with, I mean, your, your degrees in communi communications. So I figured you'd be good at something like this. So. Let me grab the tissue here, wipe a tear from oh, my eye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Bill, uh, I guess we'll go right into it. I have a few questions for you. Just, uh, uh, it's kind of nice having you, uh, in the chair here, just being <laughs> able to, uh, give you a bunch of questions. Feel like, a, almost a police officer, uh, questioning, uh, a, uh, a suspect here. Oh, but, am I in the interrogation room? Is that possibly. You know, oh. with this room here, this room here at, at the house, uh, it, it's been an exercise room. It's now a recording studio. It's our storage room. It's a uh, so I like that we can make that into a a uh, interrogation room too. Put put one of those mirrors up that see through too. Anyway, we're rambling here. But Bill Barnes, he actually, I've known Bill a long time, but Bill actually. There may have been a couple other people involved, but Bill really was the one who uh, got the ball rolling as far as you and me meeting and, and mm -hmm. matching us up. Why don't you uh, give your side of the story as far as that goes? Oh, gosh. Well, it wasn't just Bill. It was uh, another um, – a couple as well, uh, very good friends of ours. Their names are Michael and Becca. And I had been friends with them for a while. They introduced me to Bill. And Bill and Becca got talking, and they just decided that we should – meet because they had seen me date a couple people that were just really not fun 
at all uh, in any sense. So they wanted to set me up with someone good for me. Um, it only took you nine months to say hello. And then wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I feel like we've told this story see, so many times. See, here's, but... the, here's the part, fellas, that people don't understand. Well, I should say people. The, the, the young ladies don't understand. There's a certain group of, of men who possess that go get them trait and that very uh, non-shy gene. I personally do not have that. I don't possess that. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, so it took me a little intimidating here with a, a lovely young lady. And uh, you know what? It all worked out though. I did have to ask her out twice, but I was seeing someone the first time. Uh, well, without going into yeah like, details, yeah. It, it hit me a few months later. I was like, you know what? She didn't say no, really. She said she was uh, seeing someone else. So Listen, for, for the, the couple listeners we have here, this will not be a, a, a lovey-dovey story, um, but we did want to get a little background. Val, I want to go and transition to something that we, <laughs> that you know about me and is a big subject on this podcast is sports, and mm-hmm. you've never been a big sports uh, fan or uh, you know that interested, really. I thought I'd, tr- I'd made it kind of clear <laughs> to you my involvement my fandom, my everyday interest in sports, but maybe I didn't make it as clear as I could have. So please tell me a little bit about uh, you learning to tolerate sports more and tolerate kind of some of my behavior because it's definitely not an easy thing to do. <laughs> well, that's that's very true. Um, I wouldn't say I don't enjoy sports. I mean, obviously I like stuff like UFC no, yeah, it's true. I really did not know the extent of your madness when there was a game on, especially if the Rams are involved. Uh, <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. You, I think you really did try your best to explain to me how crazy it was going to get. The first time I saw or I watched a game with you and your brother, that was something special. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it really wasn't. It, you did try to warn me. It's just that that's one of those things that you have to see for yourself to not only just believe, but to really get an idea of yeah. what that's going to be like. <laughs> and, and that said, I always thought that I, I would necessarily find someone that would be able to tolerate that or that I would be able to back off my uh, my passion from. But you've been wonderful. You've oh. uh, you've been a, you've been a blessing in that regard. Patient. I'm yes. Saint. Just yes. Say yes. <laughs> yes. I and and. <laughs> I'll say this: the first year we were together, the Rams were four and twelve. They were terrible. They were first year back in L.A., so I wasn't quite that uh, energetic. We'll say. The following year, they got to the playoffs. I tried to explain to her, "Hey, this has not happened like ever. <laughs> the, the Rams have a pretty good year." And then our third year together, last year, uh, the Ram. Excuse me, not last year, twenty eighteen. Mm. The Rams went on nineteen. The big, the big run. Uh, well, the Super Bowl in the 19. Yeah, last football season was the 19 in the right, fall. Yeah, so okay. the 2018, they went on the big run. They went to the Super Bowl, and it was, it had to be funny for you seeing kind of the transition of me. And I tried to explain to you, hey, this does not happen like ever. My, my favorite team, the Rams, not only are they doing well, they've made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So. You've been very patient with me with that. And, there was uh, a whole range of emotions for you on that day, too. I remember. Yeah. You started off excited and jittery and then, like, kind of happy. And then, you know, the closer it got to the end, 
I could just tell him, like, he's going to just be on suicide watch today. <laughs> like, I'm just going to have to watch and, out. And my lovely, supportive girlfriend <laughs> here was always very like, oh, come on, you knew they were going to lose. They're the Rams. I was like, oh, thank, no, thank. No, She's no. like, they're playing Brady. Of course they're going to lose. I'm no, like. No, I didn't say Brady. I said it's the pa- – <laughs> I didn't even say it's the Rams. I said it's the Patriots. Yeah. They've been to this – that was their 13th time. Whoa. Something like that? Not that quite that many, but they've won six. They've been to eight, I believe. Why did I say 13? I don't know. I don't, know. I got, I don't know where I got that from. I'm I don't sorry, know. You everybody. sounded pretty like... I sounded confident too. Very st- statistic driven there for a little bit. I, I believe you, but... I'm just uh, trying to fit in. Yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, she's been there through thick and thin the past couple years. Um, but yeah, a few things she mentioned. I didn't know this until I started to get more involved. In I started to really like combat sports more. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but I've really got into boxing and then MMA. And then I come to find Valerie gets like all jacked up for these UFC fights. And I was like, whoa, okay, common ground. This is beautiful. Okay, we can sit down and watch uh, two guys or girls go at it and, and, and beat each other up. This is great. We got date night planned every Saturday night now. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah, that and uh, hockey. Just anything where they get in a fight, it's amazing. An actual fight, yeah, absolutely. We we went we went to a Kings game, and we got to our seats. And I remember, within like five minutes, there was a fight, and her eyes lit up. <laughs> I it's like I I oh man, it's like I took her to this super fancy restaurant and had flowers and everything. She saw two grown men fighting on ice, and it was just this. I'll never forget the look in your eyes. It was it was magical. It was great. It was a good time. <laughs> and I'm like, man, non-sports fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Beck, we're going to stay on sports a little bit here. You do have a favorite athlete. I do. I, I You're partly to blame for that. I'm though. well aware of this, and I found it out, and I, and I actually <laughs> was okay with it. Uh, I, I said, of all, the, of all the guys she could have picked... Uh, you know, there's a lot of bad athletes out there who are bad guys, and I don't know this guy personally, but it's just from what I've seen. And uh, I'll let Valerie uh, give her response to that answer or that question. Okay, yeah, uh, it's Mike Trout. And uh, the funny thing is, that was before he and I started dating. The bar that we met at, I used to go to a lot. They always had sports of some kind on in the background, and I never paid attention until this young gentleman named Mike Trout appeared on the screen <laughs> and I, and I'm sitting next to Becca, you know, the lady who helped set me and Matt up and I like nudge her and I point and I'm like, you ever seen this guy before? Mike Trout. She's like, Oh yeah. You don't know. And I'm like, no. So anyway, yeah, I'm fangirling all over that. And then, uh, it was kind of cool to know cause I didn't pay any attention to it other than that. Like I heard he was like, you know, kind of the greatest of all time or on his way at the time <laughs> he was on his way to becoming. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. someday. Maybe someday. Okay. In a good, I, in a good direction. I no, he's a little jealous. He's cute. No, <laughs> no, no, there's no, no jealousy no, I'm here. I'm, no, I'm but happy. then he told me that Mike Trout is actually a good guy. And then I actually started paying attention to that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, he, he is, which is super cool. And then, um, yeah, I don't know this for certain, but I'm, uh, I know like Derek Dreeter never got ejected in all of his years of playing. I haven't seen Mike Trout really, get after umpires that often I'm sure he has but I so that's a, a reason I, I, I like what I see with him and then uh, you should have seen Valerie's face when I told her that yeah Mike Trout just sound, signed a, an extension for over 400 million dollars <laughs> and she was just uh, jaw on the floor and I said I got a few hundred million to go 
but uh, <laughs> I think we'll be we'll be okay uh, moving forward. I think the day he told me that, I was looking to see his uh, marital status too, and he, <laughs> he like had just proposed or something, and then within months they got married or something like that. It, it was very short, quick succession after that. It was great. Yeah, again, I'm gonna get some some real grief. I'm sure from a few of my friends who are like you and Val talking about Mike Trout is is awful. But uh, no, that she that had to be known. And again, I'm fully supportive of her celebrity uh, sports crush. Uh, move, moving away from sports for a second, Valerie, you and I have both done uh, something in the same profession. We 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 both were Uber drivers for a little while, mm-hmm. or, or Lyft driving Lyft as well. And and I'll tell you, one of the funnest things for me was going and doing driving all day, her going and driving all day, and then meeting up at the end of the day, yeah. coming home and just swapping stories of some of the things we saw, we experienced. Uh, sometimes we'd call each other during the night while we were out driving. You wouldn't believe what just happened. And so that was a lot of fun for me having a uh, a coworker who I'm also in a uh, relationship with, although it doesn't sound, uh, <laughs> it's not as uh, uh, crazy as it sounds being uh, in different vehicles and, and traveling around. But tell me about your, your Uber and Lyft driving experiences uh, with, that you did for a few years. Well, I'm super glad that you did it too, because there were nights where, I mean, this this is not my choice of profession at all. Like I, I've always worked customer service and I've always loved it, but that was a whole other thing altogether. (laughs) Um, it was great driving girls around because for the most part, some were, you know, I mean, people are just irritating sometimes anyway, but for the most part, I really loved it when girls would get in and they would see me that, you know, the driver's a girl and they'd get all happy. So that was cute. There was always a little girl talk going on. And then, um, there, I'm, there are some people that were really fantastic, but the people that sucked, they, I mean, they sucked to the nth degree. Um, <laughs> I had two people throw up in my car. Um, the, the second person that threw up in my car was, is a gentleman with these two young ladies. They, they must've been in college. They get in and I could tell they had all been drinking. It was about midnight and I was like, shoot, one of these girls is going to throw up in my car. And it wasn't the girls. The guy threw up in my car and he was seated behind me. I won't give you the, the graphic details. It was gross. Thank God I had <laughs> leather seats that could be cleaned up with those antibacterial wipes and everything, which I did. And um, this one guy scared me. Um, I've told you this story. Um, this one guy, it was actually his buddy that ordered the, the ride for him. So when I pulled up, it wasn't even the guy that whose picture I saw. The guy just looked scary. I can't even describe it. Like looked like he had been in a gang and I turned out as I was driving him, he starts telling me, I don't know why I decided to pick that guy up by the way. I was not good judgment on my part, but, uh, just started going on and on and on. He eventually told me that he was a second striker and had been in prison and was trying to toe the line at this point. Uh, I ended up dropping him off in El Monte, which I'm sure most people know don't go there. Um, El Monte, <laughs> Southern California, right by the 10 freeway. Not too far from my high school alma mater, oh, but uh, a wonderful neighborhood. Oh, geez. Well, and the south side of the, of the 10 freeway of El Monte is just the worst place of... Anyway, I ended up dropping him on the, on the street where there were... It was like 8 or 9 at night, and there were all these guys walking around, and it just felt dangerous. So, yeah... Fun stuff like that. <laughs> I wish I remembered more, but I think I've purposely blocked it out of my mind. Same here. Same people. See, people ask me questions about my driving experiences, and I go, oh, well, uh, oh, wait, I used to have a lot of stuff. But no, I I, I kind of for, forget them on purpose, too, because 
There was a yeah. lot of them. And there's no there's no training Mm-mm. that could prepare you for some of this stuff, oh, especially as a young lady. Because, yeah, there aren't many uh, female drivers. And, and the females that I came across in my car would always ask that about driving and they felt unsafe if they were to do it. So can I just say something about that really quick? Like if there's ever any female Uber drivers or Lyft drivers that end up hearing this podcast, all, like it's not worth your life. If you need to crash your car to get out of that situation, crash the car. Okay. Just, I just need to say that. Like, yeah. I mean, do whatever you got to do because you have no idea who these people are. A little extreme, but no. If you I ever, didn't mean to get extreme. If but you, if you ever feel your life's threatened, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. It's super rare. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that to scare anyone, but just. Do it. Your car is not worth your life. So, yeah. Yeah, right? Well, like, uh, uh, well, moving forward on, on that uh, fun point. Um, yeah, have, have, have a great night, everybody. What, what, well, yeah, be safe out there. Um, get home safe. Uh, but, Val, you also, when I first met you, uh, you were involved in something that I thought was just the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. And you also did were doing something you're doing two things that I found very awesome, very inspiring. You were uh, in the process of getting your pilot's license for, mm-hmm. for, for flying airplanes. And that was a tremendous thing to share with you when you when you uh, got that license that day. So what can you tell me about your experience in flying and pilot training? Oh, gosh. Um, well, one of the reasons I started doing it was because my uncle is actually a helicopter pilot and for some, for a little bit of time, he was married to a woman who is now a senior captain at United Airlines. She's amazing. Um, they were both really good, uh, influences on me. Um, excuse me. Uh, it, there's really no feeling like it. When I was a kid, one of them took me up in, uh, she took me up in her plane. It was a really fantastic experience. Um, and I'll, it, for, for me, I like technical type things. Um, that part really appeals to me. And once, once I really felt like I was becoming more and more in control of the plane, it's, uh, I, the only word I can think of is it's like a high, mm-hmm. um, you, it's addicting. It's very addictive. Um, I'm sure anyone listening who's done it would agree with me. Uh, there's a certain, and like, just to be clear, like you're work the entire time you're up in the air. It, it's not something that you just put it on cruise control at some point and you can just relax. Like you're working the entire time, but there's something that's very like peaceful about that. Um, and the, you hear the wind going, I don't know. I, <laughs> I could go on and on about well, it. Well, being I, up I in the it. air. Yeah. Being up in the, I, I mean, I'm personally terrified of flying and mm-hmm. she always joked about taking me up sometime, which we have still haven't done. And. I don't know that we ever will, but that's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> it's expensive. That's the other problem. It's, it's an very, expensive hobby. It's uh, not even a, like just to try to do it as a profession. Tough career. Like, once yeah. you get to a point where you can start teaching it and making money on it, it's different. But and, and are there still still some long term goals for you to be in the airline industry in one way or another? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love to either fly, excuse me, fly for the private sector or, um, for commercial airlines. It's, it's an incredible career. So I I think you'd be great at flying umpires around to their games every weekend, (laughs) especially, uh, for one one sitting next to you here, save some money on airline travel. Uh, the other thing that Valerie, uh, I will say is famous for as a proud, uh, boyfriend is, she plays the bagpipes, a very, very unique instrument, an instrument that is loud, mm. that 
at times is annoying, but other times makes <laughs> beautiful music. So she has a lot of similarities to the instrument she plays. And if you guys could see the look I'm getting right now, it would be priceless. It's the exact opposite of that overjoyed look I mentioned <laughs> with the hockey fight. So I'll uh, take a sip here, Val, and back away a little bit and let you uh, go with that one. Yeah, About- back, back away a little further. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I actually, when I was 10, um, I grew up in Upland, and Upland High School has a bagpipe band. When I was 10, they came and played at my school. I caught the bug early. Uh, and then I, at that time I was like, okay, I absolutely need to learn how to play those. I got to high school. Um, so I've been playing them. So gosh, I started learning when I was 14 and, um, I joined the, the high school band. There was our instructor, uh, his name was Kevin Blanford. He passed away my senior year of high school, but his band is still uh, alive and running. And I joined it my senior year, um, partly because of his death wanted to honor him in that way. Uh, they renamed the band the Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band. Um, his influence, I still hear about today. He, I, I run into people, like I've actually played down by like Newport Beach Pier and, uh, or not Newport Beach, I'm sorry, Seal Beach Pier and Huntington Beach Pier. And um, recently even, the last couple months, uh, I, I was down there just by happenstance and this lady comes up to me with her husband and she told me that she knew Kevin and some of the other people that I played with in his band and, um, just incredible. Like the, the reach is so far. He was such an incredible person. Um, I've been in several different bands, including his. And then, uh, my best friend and I started our own group with another very good friend of ours. Uh, we were called the Scottish rejects. We had to disband because our lives were all going in separate directions. It was nothing like a breakup. It was just that it had to happen. And then, um, I was in another band, uh, for just two years, that was the most recent band I've been in, um, and then uh, which was a cool one. That was a stage performance band. Um, so I played with like a rock band. She was a rock star. Yeah, she's she's downplaying a little bit. She was a rock star for a couple years. She was in a, this rock group. Uh, I want to talk about two moments of her playing the bagpipes, and I'm that guy. Every time she goes out and plays, and I and I get the opportunity to see her, I'm incredibly proud. I probably put too many Snapchat videos of it as it's happening but i'm just hey i'm I'm very proud it's a unique thing she does and i'm very happy uh, that she does that and mm. so there's two moments one one was in when she was with the rock band they were called the angry bryans they, still, yeah. they they are still they still going they were playing in las vegas on fremont street saint patrick's weekend so it was a big crowd i got to sneak up there and surprise valerie i told her i couldn't be there Things worked out where I was able to get there, surprised her, and I got to be in the front row for their performances, and I had such a great time. I look behind me and see thousands of people there, fans <laughs> cheering, uh, just just having a great time, and I look up her on stage. I was like, this is incredible right now. <laughs> I'm dating a rock star, literally. Oh Who else could say this? So it was – that's a fond mo- – I have always uh, enjoyed uh, getting away uh, – for, for any reason, but getting a chance to go there and see her was really a moment that I I won't forget. So uh, I have another question for you on Vegas, but you've actually got to play in Vegas a couple times. Is that right? Yeah, uh, same with, with it was with that band. Yeah, but it was it was great. I loved it actually. So that was the other thing. We went back in September because they do like a halfway to St. Patty's Day thing as well. So we went back for that um, once. I don't think we did the other time, but yeah, we. So at least three times I performed in Vegas. I think oh, any any me. musician 
no matter what they play, what they sing, any era, anytime you could say, yeah, I played in Las Vegas uh, on stage in a in an organized format, uh, that that's sure saying something. So another, uh, I wasn't there for this one, but she won't speak of it because voluntarily because she's a very selfless person in this regard. Mm-hmm. She was down playing in uh, Orange County at the beaches. She was just down there on on a weekend getting some practice in, and it was in. February, I believe, early February of this year. She later called me and told me all about it, and then I and then I also found the clip on the news. She just so happened, you know, things happen for a reason. I've always been told that, fought that, but I but I'm a firm believer in it. She was down there getting some work in, getting her practice in, and happened to stumble upon a I'm going to, I'll let her explain it, but a candlelight vigil. Candlelight vigil memorial service for um, Christina. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name right now. I'm sorry. Put me on the spot. One, I know I did. One of the the, uh, victims from the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. As you know, Kobe lived in uh, California, in Orange County. Most of the people involved in that helicopter crash lived in Orange County deep down in the Newport area. So she happened to be down there in the Huntington area, maybe. It was Huntington Beach Pier. Yeah. Yeah. And she was able to play for these people who were mourning, family members, friends, as they walked the pier. And did they, did they drop something in the water, candles, or let things go? What did they do exactly? Yeah, I guess, um, the, the lady who organized the whole thing, she was very good friends with, um, with the lady who died and uh there were some of the kids there that knew uh, her daughter as well or knew her and uh they dropped i marched them all down to the end of the pier playing and then they dropped flowers in the water at the end of the pier and then i marched everyone back uh it was it was chilly but no i i was really i had no idea it was kind of a funny thing like I, it took me a minute to catch on about what was happening because i got there before sunset um, as the sun went down, all these other people started showing up and I was like, wow. And, um, everyone was just kind of gathered around where those steps are by the pier. And I, I finally figured out what was going on. I was like, is there a vigil? And they're like, yeah, it's for, you know, it's for her. She was, uh, really active in the community, I guess. But yeah, I was, uh, I was more than happy to do it. I couldn't believe that I didn't, it was just one of those things. Like I had no idea that was going on. And, uh, I was like, I asked, I was like, can I play? Like, I'll play Amazing Grace, I'll play whatever you want. So, um, anyway. Wonderful stuff. I, I mean, I, I play the trumpet. I don't play it really anymore. I've, I've played it a few different, uh, weddings and church services and, uh, unfortunately some funerals, uh, but it's been a while, but Val, uh, she does a lot of that. Uh, unfortunately with the, the bagpipe instrument, a lot of, a lot of her, uh, her business is memorials and mm. funeral type things, which is a somber occasion. But I think her being at those events definitely lifts some spirits. Uh, and and again, it's something I've, I'm, I'm echoing myself here, but but it's something I'm incredibly proud of. And uh, I know a lot of people are very proud of her. So Val, well done, well, well done. <laughs> Continue the great work. Um. We're in a tough time right now in this 
virus quarantine, it's not only tough financially, uh, it's tough on everyone mentally as far as what's ahead. We're not sure what's ahead for us. Uh, all we have is those around us and we try to stay busy. We try to stay active. We try to keep our mind off things. We try to look ahead and, and plan things out. It's been a tough uh, a month now uh, or maybe three weeks or so since we really got kind of locked down here in Southern California. But what has the entire experience been for you and what is kind of some things you're looking forward uh, down the road? Um, well, I'll start with the second half of that question first, actually. Um, down the road, I'm I'm really hoping that you know, they find something resembling a cure very soon. I think we all hope that. Um, I, unfortunately, a lot of us, I, I've been furloughed from my job, which I really do love. I was very sad that it, because it's not, it's not an essential one. I, I worked for a limousine service company. Um, I really did enjoy it very much. And hopefully we'll be able to pick things back up very soon, depending on how everything goes, of course. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, just trying to keep my head up and, and look forward to hopefully, um, we can bounce back. I think everyone hopes the same thing. Um, I think it's very possible. Fingers are always crossed. But, uh, as far as like in, in, in the meantime, we, uh, it's great that we've, we, we ever, we're a very lucky group in this house. We have, um, a pretty large abode I should say and then um like we have even a place to work out and, and do some exercising that's one of the things that has been really keeping me from going postal uh the bike getting on the bike a lot uh we have been cooking amazing meals I have to say like tonight's was no exception um <laughs> it was great uh, let's see. I don't know what else we've been doing. We've been... Uh, you know what? It, every day seems the same, and and, a little bit, yeah. and, and unfortunately, uh, your only company really is me. So uh, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta. We've been trying not to binge watch too many shows because we gotta. We yeah. realize we can't just sit there. Uh, getting and and on the on that we're we're uh, we gotta get off to watch uh, our our weekly Better Call Saul episode here. But I've been I've been binge, the past couple days. I actually been binging a little bit on on uh, a show uh designated survivor that i found mm -hmm. on on netflix but yeah we we try not to do too much of that we're after an hour or so we like hey we gotta all right we gotta get moving here and do something mm -hmm. right I mean, <laughs> just little things going to the store going for a walk we've done that a few times and just those bike rides really do help like i have they to do. say yeah uh just being out in the sun and you know not being around people we're still practicing social distancing all that stuff but yeah it's it's been a lifesaver not a problem for me. I'm a little more of an introvert than Val is. I think she's she's a very outgoing and friendly person, and uh, and and I am not necessarily. I I am friendly and nice, but the, again, I took it took me almost a, a year to ask her out for the second time. But uh, so yeah, I I'm a little more introverted and not as uh, social, we'll say. But mm. uh, but anyway, uh, well, Val. Uh, one other question I had for you, uh, you you said you were fur furloughed, and I, I I was technically as well with baseball not being operational, the college season getting canceled, that was a bummer. You know we had a few more months to go, but again you were much of a sports person, so watching 
a boyfriend, umpire, or you even got to see me do some football, some basketball mm. also. Again, I hope I, I tried to explain it to you, but uh, you really could only see it for yourself to get an understanding. So what's it, you know, I'm sure all the ladies want to know out there, what's it like dating an umpire, if you, have, <laughs> if you want to say? It's fun, actually, because like, no, 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 I was just, I was just thinking about the first time I saw you. Um, I think the first thing I ever watched you do was a high school football game. Um, and you, I don't know if you're going to like me saying this, but I blew a kiss at you uh, between, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my God. When they freaking. <laughs> They're called quarters. Thank you. Uh, periods, if you will. There we go. God, I don't no. like where this. I don't like where this story's going. Though, I, so I don't. I don't think it's true. You saw me in the stands. I don't know. You always find me like that, like super fast. And anyway, okay, everyone's gonna throw up in their mouth. No, but... no, no. Let's let's not. Uh, I saw you. It's easy to find you in the stands. Was, okay, fine. There was a little exchange, and it was very cute. It was, okay, it was a little communication, perhaps. But as we're as professionals on the field, we have to carry ourselves accordingly. And, it was very subtle. I was, uh, no one else could fellas, have seen it. I was recently, it was new to a relationship, so I was maybe being a little bit more. Uh, you and I were pretty disgusted when we first started dating. <laughs> responsive <laughs> we were that gross. I should have been. Because uh, any of my other friends who, who did this or I heard about uh, got a kiss blown to them or something, I would I would wear them out and never let them hear the end of it. Uh, so Well, okay, but I'll, I'll answer the other part of that question. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I really did enjoy. Um, I mean, I did not like that you were gone so long. I mean, it was just one of the things that I figured because the band that I was in, I figured that we were both going to have to do some give and take on that. I thought I was going to be gone for months at a time if we ended up touring. So I was like, oh, I can't give him any grief over being gone for uh, something that he really wanted to do, especially, um, you know, being gone all summer uh, in the um, American Association, Association. Exactly. independent pro, pro ball um, four month season. Yeah, roughly. it was it was it was rough. Like, and luckily I was able to go out and visit. Um, the the that was actually um, probably the most fun thing about those summers. Um, going out to visit, I, I I'd never been to the Midwest, so we got to see some. My favorite place I think was St. Paul. That stadium is just out of this world. I loved that place. Um, I ended up meeting the director of entertainment. It was hilarious sitting there on my own because <laughs> everyone was just giving me the little side eye, trying to figure out what I was doing there on my own. I, I tried um, to warn you. I told you uh, you're going to be a young lady by yourself at a baseball game. So yeah. there's generally not that many. What's, there are. There's the a word? few fans out there. There's a few, but you know, there's a lot of cleat chasers. There we go. Is the yeah. is the uh, more of the uh, PC word I'll say, but uh, but everyone, so <laughs> I knew that people who saw me, they thought that's what I was there for. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said, no one's going to believe you that when they tell them you're with the umpires, they're just, or, you know, they're just not going to believe you. They'd be like, what? Really? Be like, you're not with a player? No, no, I'm not with a player. Oh, so, well, and then what was that, um, what was it, Sioux City that we went to right after, no, it was the second time I came out. We went, we ended up going to a couple different places. It was like, um, Sioux City at first and then Lincoln, I think. But at Sioux City, that stadium was just, you know, a little... Not much of a stadium. It's okay. more... It was an arena. <laughs> no, uh, like a high, high school, school baseball or, field, yeah. maybe, with uh, some seats. Well, so anyway, I'm sitting there, and I ended up wearing this dress, and it wasn't like low-cut, super high, mini skirt kind of thing. It was... I thought it was tasteful, but I got some... 
unbelievable looks. It was very, <laughs> this one guy wouldn't leave me alone. Who are you with? Who are you with? Who are you with? <laughs> I was like, I swear, like, I'm not the, telling you. Like, the, yeah, I'm probably not going to. I didn't uh, want to tell him. He was being a jerk. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm not perfect. even going to tell yeah, you. No, yeah. that's. Yeah, that is funny. And there were like 15 people in the stands. That's that's the mm-hmm. kind of kind of quote unquote stadium it was. So uh, she definitely stood out. And I tried to <laughs> I tried to warn her, hey, this is going to be very different than like a high school football game. Uh, some of, this, <laughs> some of yeah. these places we go to. So, uh, you know, no one no one come. Hey, no one comes to watch you ref, watch you umpire, get the calls. Right. Well, sometimes we have a fan or two there. And uh, so it's, it's always fun when when she was there. I wanted someone to get in your face so bad. I remember that. I wanted a coach or a player to give you grief. But it seemed like every time that someone even snapped back to you and you ejected them, somehow I missed it. it was really- that that was very funny. Every I will tell you, all the times she came to games, and I mean this, every every time. Every time she'd be at a game, I had an ejection. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd look up her in the stands <laughs> just to see her like a little while after, and, and she'd be gone. I'm like... And and then after the game, hey, did you see the you see the ejection? She go what? I go oh my goodness. So I used to if if I start to see her walk up the stands to go to the snack bar or the restroom or something, I used to get a little edgy after a while because I was like, <laughs> oh man, something's coming. Here comes an ejection. I don't want this. It was I like Murphy's Law. Ah, yeah, I, it wouldn't, I, it just was out without fail. But, but she's in town. You know, we really <laughs> get some dinner after the game or something. I don't need to fill out paperwork. And, and oh, it, it was just funny. Anytime I had an ejection and she was there. She almost never saw it, which was which was something. So it was really unfortunate because that was one of the reasons I went there. I wanted to see him getting a. In the <laughs> I want to see I, what he did. <laughs> I am not one for uh, confrontation, but but if if it's there, it's there. So you know this, uh, having dated me, that how you know we're not too uh, confrontational with each other. I'd, I'd hope so. Uh, and I try to leave the umpire hat at the office when when that. I'd love to see you try to use that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Time and a place, fellas. Time and a place. <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a fun episode. Uh, a lot different than the other ones, especially the one with Bill, Valerie. I appreciate you being here. I know it's a, you you traveled a long way to get here to the studio, and so I appreciate that. Yeah, those stairs are a bear, especially in this rain here in Southern California. But guys, I want to tell everyone else out there that we do have a week full of guests this week. I'm going to give something a try. I'm going to try to bring some new people on, friends of mine, colleagues from many different arenas of my life, and some of them just close friends that I like to get a chance to talk to. So tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm going to tease it a little bit. We have a mystery guest. I will not tell you about him. It is a him. Um, Valerie, the first female on this show. So we do appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we hope to have Mr. Bill Barnes back on Wednesday. Uh, but as far as tomorrow, Tuesday goes, it'll be a mystery guest. I will say uh, you'll like what he has to say. I've known him a long time, and I hope you tune in to listen. So it is Monday night. It has been a rainy day here in Southern California, another day of quarantine. Should have been, fellas, it should have been the one shining moment right now. It's almost 9 o'clock, and... We should have had a national championship crowned and listened to one of the best songs on television and, and shed a tear for a, for a happy reason. But unfortunately, no basketball tonight. No sports for the foreseeable future. I'm sure that doesn't break Val's heart, but... It does a bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> She's seeing me struggle here. She really is. Uh, and, and we definitely need to... We got to get some UFC on. 
Oh, oh man, that that is something we both enjoy. So, uh, get both our blood up. Just, yeah, <laughs> Val, we'll have you back on the podcast uh, down down the road. But thanks for being here. Thanks for some of your uh, positive thoughts and feedback. And uh, I'll give you the uh, any any final thoughts or final words you'd like to say. Yeah, everyone, just take care of yourselves, and uh, this will be over soon. We'll get through this. Amen to that. So thanks again, everybody. It's it's rainy out there down here in Southern California, and so so be safe out there. Everything you do, be safe. You know, we're saying it a lot. It's the name of this podcast, but everybody needs to uh, really focus on that because it, it it's an important time. And uh, yeah, just just stick with it. Keep grinding it out. And uh, yeah, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out in the town or round in third base, get home safe.